for example, it, it, um, you know, when I used to pray for people for healing, nobody got healed unless, yeah. unless I gave them Tylenol, you know, <laughs> and I'll tell you, it's frustrating whenever you pray for the sick and then you're like, they didn't get healed. So we're going to pray for the hands of the doctor to bring healing. And it's just frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. Why do you think that happens? And how does uh, a believer receive impartation of power? Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you for tuning in to This Is Real with yours truly, Pastor Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Martinez-Rave. Thank you for joining us today. Man, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about the show because, you know, let me, let me just show you this book real here. Real, real here, real, <laughs> real quick here. Real quick here. I don't know, I tried yeah, to say it at the same time. Version. Your divine <laughs> invitation. Mm -hmm. Come on, your divine invitation. Access the Holy Spirit to complete your assignment. I don't know about you, but in these times, I feel like Amen. we need everything Yep. we can get yeah. to make it through these times. So and so good. I'm excited. If you are in Texas and you're a part of the Woodlands, you might have seen his face on a, on a, on a billboard there because let me tell you, every time I go to the mall, I look to the we side. We know you saw it. You know, I, I knew him before I knew him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just knew him. One day when I saw I'm telling you, I saw him at the church and I was like, hey. Where do I know you from? I know that guy. With us today, man, we have pastor of Celebration Church in the Woodlands, Texas, Pastor Frankie Massapeka. Welcome, Pastor. <laughs> wow, dude. What's going on? Man, I'm going to tell you, I'm excited about being here. I was, uh, I actually woke up before my alarm went off. <laughs> wow. Like, That's man, dope. Like a first day of school. Today's the day, man. Yeah, man. Today's hey, the day. So you got, uh, you know, a book coming out, Forward by Randy Clark. That's a big thing. Yeah, you know, um, the you know when when I started writing the book, um, I just imagined writing it for our church and just leave it at that. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. And then um, when a publisher picked it up, I was like, my gosh, this um, this might that, be good. That, yeah, maybe it's good. <laughs> you know, when you're doing your own stuff, I don't know. Um, you know, are you able to listen to your own sermons after you preach it? Can you watch yourself? Now a little bit because I kind of got, you know, I'm forcing myself to do it, but yeah. I used to not like it. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't watch myself <laughs> preach or even, you know, listen to my own voice. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah. by the time I finished the book, it took me two years to write it. And mm -hmm. uh, I thought, man, I don't think, I don't think I did very well. And, um, <laughs> And then when it got picked up, it was like, okay, this is really cool. And so it was confirmation to me yeah. that yeah. that the message the message needed to get out there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I'm going to ask you something. There was a night that you were battling insomnia. What happened that changed your life forever? Okay, so uh, I don't know if this ever happens to you mm -hmm. where your wife falls asleep before you do and then you're laying in bed looking at the ceiling fan. Totally. You know what I mean? You're like, yep. geez. So yeah. <laughs> I grabbed my cell phone. It was probably, I don't know, midnight. And I said, I'm going to download a book that's going to put me to sleep. And so I went to iBooks. I opened it up and I uh, saw a book cover with Charles Finney's face on it. Mm. And I've quoted Charles Finney in my sermons before, but I didn't even know what he looked like. And so just imagine like Abraham Abraham Lincoln's great-grandfather. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's yeah. what he looks yeah. like. And yeah. I was like, this is a 100% chance this guy's <laughs> going to put me to sleep. sleep. Yeah. And so he starts talking about how, like, let me just uh, think of a verse that he referred to, Luke 24, 49, where yeah. it says, do not, uh, no, it says, go to Jerusalem and wait until mm -hmm. you're endowed with power. 
And Jesus was basically telling his disciples, look, mm -hmm. I have an assignment for you after I leave, yeah. but you're not going to be able to complete your assignment without power. That's good. And so I woke up the next morning and I started praying like with more passion than ever before. And so I started praying like an hour a day, two hours a day, two and a half hours a day. I'm like, God, I don't know how you're going to transform me, but I'm, I'm tired of doing my assignment without a demonstration of power in my life. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just not going to do it. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so over the next two and a half years, I started seeing people get healed when I was praying for them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And so in the book, Your Divine Invitation, it's all about how we cannot, we cannot fulfill our assignment from God without power from God. Yeah. And it's got to be demonstrated in our life to where when people look at us, they're like, something's different. Right. Or when, when right. we pray for people, things actually happen. And yeah. so the entire book is, is what I wish I had, where I was like, God, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. I'll do anything for you. I wish there was just like a checklist that yeah. I could just follow, like <laughs> some practical steps that I could do yeah. that would put me in position for this this impartation or this divine injection of power that would change everything. And so I didn't have that. And so mm -hmm. after I got my breakthrough, I was like, I need to write a book about this yeah. so that people that crave to have power flowing through their life would have which should be steps, everyone, right? Which should be everyone. Yeah. Now, and it's going to look different every time, you yeah. know? And so, for example, it, and, um, you know, when I used to pray for people for healing, nobody got healed. Unless, yeah. unless I gave them Tylenol, you know, <laughs> nobody got healed. And, um, but, you know, for example, it, it fleshes out differently for everyone. So uh, in an evangelistic anointing, you know, so all of us have talked to people mm -hmm. before and we're telling them about Jesus and they're looking at us like, will you shut up and change the subject? You know, yeah. I don't care what you're talking about right yeah. now. But whenever you access the power and the Holy Spirit's flowing through you, you can say the simplest things, the simplest things, and all of a sudden they feel convicted in their heart and they want to give their life to God and be completely sold out. Totally. And I'll say, you know, someone like yourself, I've seen that anointing flowing through you. I've sat yes, and listened to you preach and nobody even knows who you are. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they listen to you and you're like, everything Pastor Juan is saying, I believe. Mm. Well, that that's an anointing that, that came to your life. And, yes, and when it flows through you and you're speaking, it's like, okay, I believe everything this guy is saying. Yeah. That's not something that you can practice. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You can't buy it at Target. Yeah. No, 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 no. You can't wake up in the morning <laughs> yeah, yeah. and practice in the mirror. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. I totally understand yeah. what you're saying. Because there is a difference. Yeah. There's a difference between the anointing and just a professional, you know, yeah. a professional speaker. Yeah, you can get up there with a, and, and you have probably more charisma than anybody I've met before. Um, and But charisma is not going to cut it. It's not yeah, like, yeah. man, this guy's so cool, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't break the yoke. It doesn't break the yoke. No. That's not how that works. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's the only reason why we're basically doing this is to set the captives free and 100%. bring sight to the blind. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, people are coming into your church. They're coming into my church. Yeah. And even more so, we're meeting people on the street. And, yeah. and we can look in their eyes and tell, yeah. look, if Jesus were to come here today, you'd, mm -hmm. you'd probably be in trouble. But there, there's no power flowing through our life. And I tell you, it's frustrating whenever you pray for the sick and then you're like, they didn't get healed. So we're going to pray for the hands of the doctor to bring healing and it's just frustrating yeah. it's frustrating yeah. you know you want to see somebody get healed when you pray for them 
Yeah, but yeah. you know, and it's interesting because a lot of times it's almost like, <clears throat> you know, we think uh, God is a, a geographical God, right? Like, like right. in other words, like he's doing all these things in this part of the country. Right. But yet in this part of the country, you know, you're trying to like hope, you know, I, I know a guy who literally, Don Babin, you know, he lives in Africa. He just moved. He lived in the woodlands. He just moved to Africa with his whole family, right? Yeah. Been there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, he's like, I, I, I come back and I almost don't want to come back. Right. Because over there, I mean, it's like miracles. It's like breathing. <laughs> it's like, miracles yeah, are just like popping popcorn. off. Yeah, yeah, it's like popcorn. <laughs> and over here, I got to like go and almost practically beg for something to kind of happen yeah. because of why do you think that happens? Why do you think? Because I know in your book, uh, throughout the book, you talk about you use words like impartation, uh, the endowment interchangeably. What do they mean? And how does uh, a believer receive impartation of power? Because and I think that's really important because we want to see that move everywhere right? right like everywhere right. every church should be popping 100 yeah. right because that's the only reason they're there that'd be like a mcdonald's uh, without a big mac <laughs> yeah, and a yeah. burger king without a whopper yeah. right right like you would yeah. be like you don't have a what no right you're showing up to mcdonald's to get a burger and you say Facts. we don't have burgers Facts. you know it's like only thing we have is is pizza it's yeah. like i came yeah. here for a burger and when people come to our church they're not coming to our church because they have nothing else to do on a Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're coming to our church because they need God mm -hmm. to step into their life and totally. change everything. Mm -hmm. But it's funny you mentioned these overseas experiences because, um, you know, Randy Clark wrote the forward to the book. Yeah. And, and he runs with Bill Johnson and Bethel and all these guys. And uh, I called him up. I, I was watching him on YouTube. I didn't even know who he was. Mm -hmm. And I, I called his ministry and I said, hey, um, I've been praying for hours a day. I need a breakthrough. I will fly anywhere in the country and I will meet you anywhere. I just want one hour of your time and I will start on time. I'll end on time. I'll have my questions written out. And I showed up and I started talking to him and he said, man, why don't you come with me to Brazil and, and you'll see healings. I said, I'm not coming to you. I'm not going to <laughs> Brazil. Like, That's anyway, like a, I mean like, not, like somewhere no, in Texas or something. No, I don't, I don't like flying to like Mississippi, you know what I mean? And, and Brazil's like 14 hours away. I'm like, I'm not going to Brazil. And I said exactly what you said. I'm going to go to Brazil and I'm going to see a whole bunch of people get healed. And then I'm going to come back to the wasteland in the United States. <laughs> and I'm just going to be frustrated. And he said something, he goes, an impartation will happen when you're around people who move in that gift. Mm. And, uh, and he moved in that gift. And I said, man, I wanted it so bad, you know? And so I, I went with him to Brazil and, um, and I started praying for him. That was the first time that I ever laid hands on, on somebody's bones, like their vertebrae, and felt it move under my fingers. Wow. And, and so to answer your question, an impartation happens two ways. Number one, you get around somebody who has that power on their life. Like take, for example, I'm going to go back to evangelism again. Uh, when I went to your church, I've never met uh, so many people so passionate about saving mm. the lost mm. and you know you spent so many years in, in ministry yeah. uh, in prison, prison. in yeah. prison and so you know what it feels like to, to be lost but um, 
you, you can care about the lost all you want to. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can you can help them meet Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's got to be an anointing on your life for that. But when people in your church hang out with you, all of a sudden the anointing gets on them too. Mm. And and I know that sounds like it's it's you know out of this world and it's wishful thinking, but you know spirits reproduce spirits. That's why we look at our kids and say, don't hang out with that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what Facts. I mean. Because it reproduces spirits. So when you get around somebody that has the anointing that you want, it it it's transferred. Um, mm. And so that's what happened to me when I was in Brazil. And I told Randy Clark, I was like, man, when I get home, you know, it's really going to sink. And he's like, it'll it'll go with you. And he goes, yeah. and then go pray for all your prayer partners. And mm. then sure enough, they started moving and healing. But then I'm like, I, don't, I can't follow Randy or Clark around for the rest of my life, you know, asking yeah. God for more. Yeah, he, more. yeah he's more. not Jesus, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And so that was four years ago or three years ago that, wow. that spurred the book. And then I was like, you know, Jesus. And then, then I realized you can get an impartation by yourself with God. And I started noticing the anointing on my life increase the more I prayed. Mm-hmm. And mm. Solomon got it straight from the Lord. He went to sleep and, and received an impartation in his dream. So you can get it straight from God in your prayer time. You can get it by hanging out with other people. And so, um, you know, when you're disappointed in your life, you're probably disappointed with your prayer life at the same time. Mm. You know, the more you increase your prayer life, the more you put yourself in position to receive an impartation of power. Because that's where you get the, ex- that's where the exchange is at, right? In right. prayer and that intimacy, that's where you're exchanging heaven and earth. Yes. That's where really that exchange yes. is happening, right? And the pressing place or the cross is where that crushing, you know, it's that crushing of your flesh. Yes. The more you crush that flesh, the more the flow of the oil, right? Yes. It's kind of like the the concept, I feel like, in yes. life. But not many want to crush. Not many want to crush. Nobody wants to crush. Nobody wants to suffer. No. Right? That's like no. a word. We don't even want to preach it because no. they're like, hey, suffer. And everybody's like, I don't want to suffer. No, thank you. Thank yeah, you. But that's where the more you crush the less of you, the more of him, right? Yeah. Is that kind of... Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's one thing to say, Lord, I'm sacrificing my life to follow you. And it, it sounds really good to say yeah. until that moment mm. comes where it's inconvenient. Yeah. Mm. And once it gets inconvenient, it's like, okay, I'm not going to dress... Um, I'm not going to dress like I'm, I'm not a follower of Christ. I'm not going to, you know... Oftentimes, there's no difference between the way a Christian dresses and a non-believer dresses. Mm-hmm. There's no difference between the way a Christian talks and a non-believer talks. It's Facts. like, we're going we're gonna to blend in. Well, if yeah. you blend in, then you can't change anybody. Yeah. Totally. You can forget about the power of God flowing through. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's a heart condition, right? It's 100%. all in the heart. It's put, clothing your heart. See, and that's why that's why you and I went from acquaintances to friends. Yes, sir. You know, we went out to breakfast and... Man, I'm I'm sitting across the table from you, and you're crying. You're <laughs> crying. We were we were eating like That's eggs and bacon. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? He is crying about how much he loves the Lord, yeah. and and uh, I'm like, okay, I've got to be friends with this guy for the rest of my life. Because when you hang out with people like that, you receive the same passion. Your passion increases. And, and that's oftentimes the biggest challenge with people because um, your, your friends tell you the direction of your life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and if I hang out with people like you, the passion for God's going to increase. If I hang out with jugheads, then my passion for God drops. Drops. Mm-hmm. That's you the know. fire kindles the fire, right? It keeps. It keeps I like stoking that. Fire. I like that. I like that. You know what? That that's like you need to come up with your own gear, like heaven. Like I'm <laughs> going. <Heaven> to- <laughs> You got the coolest gear I've ever seen, man. I, I need to get on your store and oh, like get man. some hats and hoodies. Oh, and, and Listen, you're can, did you come some up with stuff? that? Uh, well, God, I got to give him the credit. I was yeah. preaching one day, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul saying that we were citizens of heaven. Yeah. And it was a time in America where uh, the, you know, um, basically racial divide. Yeah. And I was like, if we were citizens of heaven, you know, uh, Hevikins. Yeah. So came out on a sermon and then from there, God just kept leading and that's kind of... I mean, I see that Hevakin hat that you wear sometimes in the gear and I'm like, okay, I've got to get some. I'm a Hevakin, my goodness. Why don't I have any gear? But could you you imagine how beautiful the planet would be if we were all under that one thing? Rather than, hey, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm right? It's like we're all Hevakins. We're all citizens of heaven. So how can we be fighting each other? We're on the same team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we just, ought to be. It's, yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, when you watch the Olympics, right? Yeah. So I'm half Italian, half Brazilian. Yeah. So I pull for the United States, half naturally. Brazilian. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go so ahead. when I watch the Brazilians I mean, complete. Pica, you know what I mean? It's not well, that's Italian. That's the Italian. But I'm yeah. saying, like, it's not a, you know, traditional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so when I watch the Italians compete, I'm like, come on, Italy. And then I watch the Brazilians. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, I favor the United States. But uh, American uh italian brazilian and then Jamaican. just to say how about Hevican. we just wipe all that away and that's just it. say heaven that's mm-hmm. it i love it that's it we would yeah. we would live in a in a better world because this world would not be our world imagine that come on that would be awesome i was i grew up pentecostal so i'll, I'll like run around this room you come know? on hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey you're seeing some of this stuff in your church though right yeah 100 percent what kind of stuff are you seeing? Hold on, hold on. Before uh, you tell us about what you're seeing in your church, we're going to be right back after this commercial break. We'll be right back with Frankie Massapika. This is getting good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, hey, he said I was crying. I was crying. I was crying again. I was crying. I like, That's know. my pastor. It just he's does something yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. It just does, man. Yeah. It hits a spot like every time. I, he's just been so good, you yeah. know. When 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 it's tangible, mm-hmm. yeah. When it's not just religion, where you literally are in a place where you are walking with mm-hmm. him, and you obviously you're walking with him. You that breeze does so many things in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I mean, you you awestruck. You're almost awestruck. So when I, it, it's never gotten old for me. No. You know, like I sit at home and I'm like, man, God, like, just to know where you come from and then where you are. And you know it's impossible because you try to get out of it on your own strength when you were in it. One hundred percent. Whatever. Yeah. It was, How many you know? times uh, did you point at yourself and like, okay, I'm gonna be godly from now on? <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna change my life. I want to change. You know, I'm not gonna get in relationships like that no more. Yeah. And then when you're with wah, him, wah, wah. yeah, all the time, wah wah wah. You make it for like a week or two because yeah, yeah. you had a bad experience, so you mm-hmm. stay away from everything, and then, yeah. boom, back in the trap. Yeah. Yeah. So it's before uh, we went to break, you were asking, uh, you know, what what that looks like in your church now. But before you answer that question, I kind of want to know, because you said this was about three, four years ago, you wrote the book um, and you started having that kind of like the desire, right, for the impartation of the power. So what did it look like before? You know, um, 
This what is was the state of you and your church? Oh, that's really good. Today. That's good. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you not to give me the questions before the program so that, <laughs> that uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have a chance to prepare. That's I good. wish I would have got that one. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I stepped out This like is that. good, yeah. though, because you know what? Yeah. If we don't give... The only way you know something uh, is a certain way is you have to experience the other. Yeah. So somebody out there might be hearing you going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They might think they're in that, but they're probably yeah. not. Yeah. Because, because there's a from here to there. Yeah. And you saying what you're about to say right now is probably going to bring somebody to the realization of yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah. Because I'm sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, lives are still being saved, you know, um, hearts, you know, healed in an extent, but you felt like there was a lack of power. And so what was that kind of like, I I guess like the light bulb moment of like, hmm, I'm lacking power. I, I desire this because what I'm seeing here isn't what I want to see. Yeah. Well, I, I've always known that there is a divine invitation on everybody's life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and that's why I titled the book that. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, no yeah, pun yeah. intended. But yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> there it is. But you know, the, the, thank you for show, holding it up. Oh, yeah, um, no doubt. It's a nice book. Thank feels you. Feels good, Thank too. you. Feels good. Yeah. yeah. It's got a good feel. Check it out. Look. Nice. Yeah. Good that, quality. Hold on. Uh -huh. hey. I, I really wanted that matte cover. Hey, you I know like what it. I mean? Nice. <laughs> it's soft on the hands, right? <laughs> it is super soft. It is. It's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I really wanted that matte cover. It's inviting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to answer your question, you know, um, when, when there's no power flowing through your life, mm -hmm. okay, you learn to live without it. You know, and you, you come up with different goals that you can reach on your own. Right. Mm -hmm. So when the power's flowing through your life, things are happening that you can't make happen on your own. Wow, right. For great. example, uh, when you pray for the sick, you can't make anybody get healed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you just kind of get used to the idea that people aren't going to get healed. And the trouble with that is you start building your theology on past experiences instead of the word of God. Wow. And the word of God says healing shall follow those who believe. Mm -hmm. And so you start building on past experiences. And then worse yet, you start um, you start building according to what you can do on your own. And wow. so to answer your question, what was life like? What was our church like prior to going for healing? And every single Sunday people get healed. Not yeah. everybody yeah. we pray for gets healed, but every Sunday people get healed. Mm -hmm. I mean, blind eyes, deaf ears. But prior to that, you know, I'm embarrassed to say this. It was all about putting butts in seats, mm. you know, um, yeah. because leadership and strategy can do that. Yeah. Totally. You know, yeah. if Yo, you have the right strategy, if your charisma enough, you got the right team around yeah. you. That's more it messes common you up. than not. It you messes know? you up. It kind of messes you up. And and I think everybody goes through that yeah, moment. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, oh, you're just trying. Really, I think the 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 love for the Lord is gets you to a place where you're like I'm just trying to figure this out and then yeah. you wind up in a place where you're like what is this yeah yeah and so the only thing you know if if you got if your attendance is good then then that's enough yeah Holy Ghost must be there right? the Holy Ghost must be there that's enough and then you start realizing hey man I I think I could have pulled this off with just skills and talent totally and, you're uh, McDonald's now 1.36 billion serves but Holy Ghost ain't there, it's not there it's not there exactly yeah. and and you know I started talking to people who weren't pastors and and they don't have any goals of the power moving through them because it's never happened before they don't know how to position mm. themselves and so they just start focusing on being productive in what they can do without the holy spirit totally. and that's what i was doing as a pastor i yeah. was like man i you know i think 
if I get the right people around me, we got the right strategy and I'm charismatic enough, you know, yeah. we can put butts in seats and that's totally. enough. And so that's what our church was like. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just kind of like focusing on growth and, yeah. and being cool. And, and that's embarrassing <laughs> to talk about. That's no, why when I, you asked me the this question, is real, yeah. but it, it's, it's, this is it's real. needed to yeah. be heard. <laughs> you, know? yeah, you heard it. it. It's just beautiful, yeah. right? Because some, we're, it, it, because there's a change, right? Some totally. people realize that and then don't do anything. Don't about ever it. change. And right. then that's where you know, yeah, you, you see everything happen. But yeah, yeah. So it's like I think I heard a guy once say, I don't know if it was a guy or me a long time ago. <laughs> this is funny, yeah. but uh, uh, you know, the, the anointing is what brings the yoke. Is, but when you have like just just the structure without the the anointing or the power of the Holy Spirit, it's kind of where an axe murderer can kind of like go to church and he kind of feels bad. Because, yeah. because you know, he just killed somebody. But then on Monday, he's back at it. He's right back at it, looking for the first person he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, you know? literally. He, you know, he goes next week again, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, I'm yeah, good. Totally. You know? So it, it's awesome that you shared that. And so then moving forward now, this shift happens. And so mm. you share about, you know, share with us a little bit about those those stories and what that looks like now for your church. Yeah. There's, there's wonderful things happening yeah so i used to put all my time and energy into building the 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 best sermon in the world that was Mm -hmm. my goal Mm -hmm. and and now i mean you know the sermon is is not the centerpiece of of the of the message or I would say, man, if we got an awesome worship team, you know, then then that can be the center point because it's like we got an awesome worship mm-hmm. team. Yeah, so right. awesome mm-hmm. worship team, awesome sermon, man, we can build mm-hmm. an awesome mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'll tell you the what I think about, what I pray about the most, what I look forward to the most yeah. is that the ministry time at the end, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's when people come in and their marriage is being held together by duct tape and super glue. And it's like. Ezekiel thirty six twenty six says that he can remove a heart of stone. So the hardest people, you know, if you give God an opportunity. And so at the end of the service, we go for healing 100% of the time. But then nice. we also go for other things and to see people get healed, to see marriages. I mean, it, you know, it's so funny because I was like, hey, I really feel like God's going to heal marriages in this room. And this guy accidentally said out loud, he didn't even realize he said it. He goes, no, they're not. And, um, I, you know, I just pretended like he didn't say that. Right. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was like on the fourth row. He said it loud enough. And so I was like, I'm going to pretend like he didn't say that. And so then uh, I said, hey, you know, if you want God to do something in your life, why don't you come down closer to the front? And uh, I went and laid hands on him and God just rocked him, wow. just rocked mm-hmm. him. And, uh, you know, it had nothing to do with, you know, Frankie and his flesh. It's just like. There was an endowment of power in that moment, mm-hmm. and the guy got rocked. Mm-hmm. You know, creating so, moments. Children of God are supposed to create moments, right? Yeah. Put another part in your book. We're scared to create moments, and yeah. yeah, yeah, I put that in my book because you spell faith R I S K. Like you got to yeah. take a risk. Yeah, facts. You got to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I was in school, I got in trouble for it. like uh, you know ministry school <laughs> because I, well I, I mean because uh, so so when I, when I every week they, they would say like, does no, anybody no, have a testimony so they were like. Hey, you know, uh, and you know, great school. I'm not saying there was basketball. I'm just saying at that moment, I always had a story to tell because every weekend I did something, you know, we, we just created stuff. Like I'd go to, I'd get me $30 burger, $31 burgers, right. For 30 bucks. And I'd go by home Depot and then 
gather the crowd, preach to them, and then give them burgers and pray for them. So I would when come. When did and you say, do this? Uh, since well, since I got out of prison, I would just oh do little God. things. I've never seen a transformation <laughs> like I have with Pastor Juan. Yeah. I mean, the first time I saw you, I was actually sitting in your church, and I'm looking at you, and then you put up that picture of you being strung out. Oh I yeah, guess yeah. You were in your yeah. 20s, mm-hmm. yep. and it looked like you weighed like 46 pounds. Yeah. And just and about. You, yeah, and yep. you were strung out, and, yeah. and I'm looking at you preaching with tears in your eyes and I, and and my thought was I'm looking at a miracle right now. Yeah. This is a Saul to Paul experience yeah. right in front of my eyes. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got me. I'm crying again. <laughs> well, if I get yeah. you real misty eyed, you won't be able to see me go steal some beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's good that you're sharing uh, the moments, you know, and there might be some people listening, right, who haven't had that um, realization, right? Because one of the things that you talk about is the difference between being baptized in the Holy Spirit and being endowed with the power. Give us a little explanation for those who are listening or mm-hmm. watching, right? Where it's like, oh, well, I, I walk in the power. I have the power. You know, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. But it's not the same. So yeah. Expand yeah. a little bit on that. Yeah. So when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's, you know, there's there's different manifestations that prove that, they're, that you've sure. been baptized, right? So I was raised Pentecostal. So if you spoke in tongues and you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, I kind of matured in the scripture and started realizing you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit and not speak in mm-hmm. tongues. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's different manifestations where you have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness and holiness, and you have a hunger and thirst for prayer, and you're constantly saying, I want more of God. I want more totally. of God. I want more of God. You know, that's an indication. Your hunger is an indication of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't necessarily mean that any power is going to flow through you. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in Second Timothy one eleven, Paul said this. He goes, I, I pray that you will have the power to do what your faith is compelling you to do. So you have the faith to pray for somebody to get healed, or you have the faith to pray for somebody to be converted, but there's no power there. Mm-hmm. So they're not converted and they're not healed, mm-hmm. right? So you're, you're, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, otherwise you wouldn't have faith in God. Facts. But you can have faith that God's going to do something, but God never does anything because there's no power there. Yeah. Like in, in uh, Luke 9, 1, Jesus called his disciples to himself and he gave them power and authority to cast out all demons yeah. and heal the sick. Mm-hmm. Well, they already believed in Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so power and authority is a different thing. They weren't filled with the Holy Spirit until after the resurrection and uh, the upper room. Mm-hmm. And so you can receive power without being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You can also be baptized in the Holy Spirit without receiving power. Mm-hmm. But the, the book, Your Divine Invitation, is saying, hey, God has invited you mm-hmm. to not just be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but also to have power manifesting in your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so really back to your question Dunamis. is, how, how do we create those moments then? Someone, now they, they've been baptized or they re- received the power. Um, and so what what can we do, yeah. right, as believers to say, okay, now it's it's my job, it's my responsibility to kind of be a conduit of this, of his power to the people that I'm surrounded by. Yeah. He's going to give that answer right after this commercial break. You guys Stick are the around. real deal, man. <laughs> 
come on, we got him jamming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that disco, that Italian kicked on. He threw the suit on. He's like, yo, what's going on? Give me some penny loafers. Or something. All right, so what was the question? Uh, well, welcome back, you guys. We're um, we're here with uh, Pastor Frankie Mazapica. And the question was, now that we've learned the difference between being baptized in the Holy what Spirit, do do? you know, and, and you realize that, man, I, I may or may not be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but there's a power that I need to be walking in. And how what do i do now how As do i create God, these right? moments right yeah. to where we can be conduits of that power to the people that we're surrounded by yeah so this is uh, one of the steps actually in the book because the yeah. entire book is how do you position yourself like mm -hmm. practical steps mm. and one of them is That's is good. that you have to cry out in private and then take risks in public yeah, that's so it. a lot of people are they have a tremendous heal um, uh, anointing on their life, mm -hmm. you know, for evangelism or healing or any one of the other gifts of the spirit in mm -hmm. first Corinthians 12. But they don't know it because they're not taking any risks. Mm -hmm. And and so you cry out in private, you know, you cry out before God and then you take risks in public. And, um, you know, what I've noticed is when you take a risk and you lead with humility, they give you a lot of margin if you miss it. Right. So Thanks. whenever I go for healing, I'm like, hey, I think God is telling me to pray for somebody who has an issue with, I don't know, you know, scoliosis of the spine. But if there's nobody in the room that has scoliosis, that means that God wasn't talking to me. I was talking to me, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they give me a lot of margin in the room. Like, hey, you know, if you miss it, or if you feel like, hey, I was praying the other day and God put you on my mind and I think the Lord told me to tell you that, 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 that. Does that resonate with you? And so you're taking a risk. So you're, yeah. you're, you're crying out in private, you're taking a risk in public, but if you lead with humility and say, hey, I think God told me I might have been talking to myself, but does this resonate with you? And if it does resonate with you, it'll make an impact into mm -hmm. their life. And you know you're moving in an endowment of power whenever you're able to make a lasting impact, which mm, means they're never again the same. So, you know, when you communicate, you have an interaction with somebody and they're never again the same after that. Yeah. You're making a, a <clears throat> lasting impression. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, we have some a little time left, and I want to kind of see what he says with the Dear segments? Younger Me. Yeah, okay. I want to do the segment. Let's get started. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> and then uh, let's not forget where they can get the book at. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? We'll, we'll mention that at the end. So we're going to okay. kick it off with the next segment. So the first one is Dear Younger Me. So, Pastor Frankie, take us back to a younger uh, version of yourself. Tell us what you were like. It could be a couple years ago. It could be when you were a child, teenager, any Anytime. of those things. And then if you could give younger you a piece of advice, what would it be? You know, um... <laughs> Come on! Look, I'm I'm just gonna the first I'm just gonna tell you the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, how old were you? I you know you just I, jumped in the yeah 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 yeah. So um, I I was um, I was 18 or 17. Okay. Um, and I started losing my hair, and I was like, so if I could go back to my old me, I would be like, enjoy your hair. <laughs> And, and I, I never did. I, I never did because everybody had this like silky straight hair. Uh -huh. And because I'm like half Italian, half a Brazilian, it was all curly. It didn't grow that down, is the right? Funniest. <laughs> 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 Ever. We go 
firm endowment of power. To, yeah. I wish I would have appreciated yeah. my hair. Yeah, because yeah, my hair grew out, right? Yeah. It didn't grow down. And yeah. I was like wanting to put straighteners in it, and I'd put like, you remember Dippy to do in mousse, and I'd spray it with like oh, hair net, man. and it'd be like a big cloud around me. I have to step out of the cloud to, oh, to breathe. But I would have appreciated it more because I was always complaining about it. I didn't have the, mm. the hair. So that there my is a message says. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so I, I know it sounds silly, but you know when you live, you know, 25 years bald, and I'm comfortable with it now. But um, you know, I would have said, "Hey, enjoy it a little bit." Yeah, my dad's Stop bald. complaining. It looks great. Yeah. It looks yes, great. Sir. That's that's. Hey, I want to put him back in the yeah, glory. I'm gonna put you back in the glory. Sorry. So you just got back, to, and I say, "Hey, what's up?" I'm putting you back in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna put you back to uh, how long you've been doing ministry. Uh, since I was 19, I'm, I'm 44 now, so someone smarter than me do the math. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, 20, uh, 24, 25, 26 years, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I um, think that's right. Maybe a little off, 25. Don't look at me. Okay, so, so you, you go, there's <laughs> 20 to 44. When you say uh, numbers. There's 24 and then one 25. Yeah, yeah it's 25 yeah, years. Yeah. So 25 years. So, I, you know, um, I'm going to put you back into a time, maybe you're about, Three years in ministry. Yeah. Okay. What would you say to young Frankie Massapeka with everything you've learned now about shepherding, church, ministry? What would you say to a young? Because there's probably somebody out there who's right in that moment yeah. at that age. Uh, you know, we always say, man, I wish I could go talk to myself. Well, what would you say to yourself with the Pastor Frankie that you are now to a young 20 year old? Yeah. In ministry, you know, um, I would I would go tell myself, hey, God really does have an incredible plan for your life, mm. because you know I didn't believe it forever. Wow. You know, people would tell me that, and uh, and then when you compare your plan with other people's plan, you just feel like you're behind, and their plan is is better than your yeah. plan. You know totally. what I mean? And and you think, man, this guy or this girl, they got way more anointing mm. than I do. Mm. And I'm I'm kind of an imposter. You know, mm. I felt like an wow. imposter for a long time. I'm faking that God has called me. I'm faking that I have an anointing. Mm. And I only have an anointing. I believe I have an anointing because people told me so. But I really don't think that it's very special. I would go wow. back. To, I would go back to me and just say, hey, it's better than what you think. And the more you pray, the more excited you'll be about it. That's cool. That's really cool. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, so now you got back. And so now, how long have you been married? 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Um, so we know that you got to have Jesus in the middle of this thing in order for a marriage to work for 20 years. <laughs> Tell so me about it. That's you, a whole segment by so itself. So I just right? sent yeah. you back yeah. to a young Frankie Mississippi. Um, with everything you know about relationships and marriage now, what would you say to yourself uh, in a younger version of yourself, you know, first getting married yeah. or it, first getting in relationships? What would you say to yourself back then? I would say, Frankie, you don't have to win every single discussion, you know, <laughs> you don't have to win everything. And, and then I would realize I would tell myself, you know, the stronger person always apologizes first. Wow. So be strong and don't be bitter if you're the one that's apologizing all the time. Like mm -hmm. say thank you Lord that there's uh that you're you're doing that in my spirit mm -hmm. and to not look down on the spouse and say I'm stronger than you because that means you're not stronger than them. If you have to say it then you're not. Uh, but just to say hey look the stronger person apologizes first and you know, I'm gonna be strong enough and mature enough to go apologize. The greatest marriages in the world are people who 
are willing to apologize. Wow. That's good. So, and, and both sides, right? 100%. receive the forgiveness. 100%. Really and too good. often it's like, look, I'm not going to apologize until you apologize. You're the totally. one who started it to begin with, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we're in a righteous war. Yeah, Who's more yeah. right, you know? Yeah. And so I'd probably go back to myself and say, man, you don't have to fight over every single battle. It's okay to walk away from them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be over in 30 minutes if you just shut your mouth, you know? <laughs> wow. Because why is that always a battle? Like yeah. always trying to be right. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like we don't care what's right. We're always fighting for, you know, we say it. Yeah. It's not about who's right. It's about and what's then right. then if you get into an argument long enough, you don't even know what you're arguing about anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or later you realize that it just wasn't, it was yeah, foolish. It yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, worth it. Yeah. And then you end up saying things years, that, that, uh, that you regret. That's more damage than the initial yeah, <laughs> yeah. argument in the first years. place. Yeah. So now you're fighting about what happened 40 minutes after the <laughs> argument. That's really know? good. You want to give a shout out to your wife and your kiddos? Yes. Allie. I know you're listening. <laughs> I love you. I've always loved you. Aww. I love you, and I've always loved you. And my kids, my goodness, I got a senior. Your kids are well, all yeah, my kids. It's yeah. a head trip, I, isn't yeah, no, it? That's a, a big time. <laughs> yeah, I've got an eight-year-old, a fifteen-year-old, and uh, and an eighteen-year-old, and it's like, oh my gosh, this What's is a head going trip. On? Wow. Yeah, the older they get, the older we get. Right? It's like, wow. Yeah, I used to like take pride in how much I could grow a beard, and then I realized it's like seventy percent gray, and I'm like, I didn't yeah. start cutting it tight, man. You know, <laughs> you know, cut it tight. Totally, totally y'all can relate there. Uh, okay, go to the next one. Okay, <laughs> that was good. That was really good uh, advice. Correct me if I'm wrong. The struggle was real. The struggle was. All right, so you used to hear the the phrase all the time. The struggle is real, but um, we call it the struggle was real because we want you to share with us something that you struggled with. It could have been in ministry, could have been personally, and it can be recent or in the past. But then how you overcame it? Because yeah. there's people listening who can relate to it or maybe are in the midst of what you struggled with. Yeah. You know, in, in questions like this, you decide, you know, there's there's layer one transparency, yeah. then there's layer two transparency. Yeah, we need yeah, yeah, vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and go down. Well, oh. my Achilles heel has, <laughs> yeah, has, uh, this is probably more serious than what you're, you're in. My Achilles heel has always been dr- depression. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, always, always fought depression. and. And sometimes I'm winning and sometimes I'm getting my tail kicked, you know, Mm. and, um, you know, I lost more when I was younger Mm -hmm. than than now that I'm a little bit older, you know, Uh, when I was younger, I would just go down the spiral. You know, and, and anything could knock me down there. Yeah. You know, um, somebody says something or something happens mm. or sometimes nothing happens. You know, it's just an emotional spiral. Um, and now when when I, uh, I I feel like I win more often than I lose because mm-hmm. I can see it coming. You know, man, yeah. I can start to feel yeah. it coming. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I start doing two things. Number one, I start doing something busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get busy because if I sit, I'll yeah, spiral. Yeah, you yeah. know, I got to do something busy or I'll go hang out with somebody like Pastor Juan who's got a big personality and mm-hmm. that'll ju- he'll kind of carry Pull me up. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I do a lot of short prayers. You know, cool. help me, help me, help me. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, help me. Because when you're you're slipping in depression for anyone who's, who's listening, you don't have the strength and the fortitude to go pray for two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're struggling. And I learned that short prayers touch the heart of God. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, yeah, that's probably more. That's really good. Uh, that's really good. Yeah. No, that's more practical and I think helpful um, than people realize. 
so the next one, you know, you can kick it serious or you can make <laughs> yeah, it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever Let, you let's like. Let's go fun with this one since <laughs> I went too deep on that one. I mean, this is supposed to be the fun segment. And I'm like, I struggle with depression. No, that's, that's, no, that's good. good. Yeah. That's I need real. Krispy Kremes to it's keep real. myself going every week. He's like, you know? look at me. <laughs> I survived because I got a gallon of ice cream in my All right, we got a couple minutes left. And the last one is You Think You Know Me. Oh, this is good. So, uh, this is yeah, great, right? Because you, you guys you know uh, have yeah. a wonderful and uh, a great church in the Woodlands, right? Yeah. And so, um, a lot of people, like we said at the beginning, might recognize you from the sign, they might recognize you from wherever. And so, there might be some misconceived notions of who you are. Yeah. And so, we'd love to hear what that is um, and then maybe set the record straight. So, some, something that somebody always thinks, like, oh, they think they know me, they always yeah, say they see this, you on but it's really they this. Think this but you really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have to start off with, and you think you know me. Yeah, and you think you know me. All right, and you think you know me because uh, I'm charismatic and outgoing, but I'm actually an introvert. I'm interested in, uh, Stephanie, you're like real outgoing too. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I feel like I, I'm one of those who's like in the middle, right? Because there is only so much extrovert I that a, I, I think, can do. I think she's an extrovert Sometimes in denial. I'm like, <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm both. I'm both. What would your husband say? Let's say if I asked oh, him. Oh, he'd say I'm extroverted. extroverted. Yeah, right. extroverted. He's an extrovert. Okay. But that's because now. he's she introverted. Like to, but it's kind of like but this. But the question's about you. I think every extrovert, though, I think every extrovert has moments because we're so extroverted. Yeah. Uh, but not to be confused with being introverted. I think we have moments because we're always like that, that we yeah. kind of like want to like. Yeah. What about you? Are you? Uh, I'm that. I'm that. I'm very extroverted, but I have moments where I just kind of like, all right, everybody, like, I need to like. But then I'm like, hey, again. Yeah, you yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. But I need my but moments. But is it is it moments. a switch for you that you flick on, like, but you feel more comfortable just being like in a beanbag eating Cheetos? No. <laughs> That's why he's more extroverted. I sometimes can be, but sometimes I'm like, oh, let's go see people. He'd always much rather go be with people and yeah. like having fun. I love people and having fun, but I do have moments. Yeah. I have moments because I like I like my quiet time with the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like. I love those moments where I get to like just sit outside and look at the trees like or walk like yeah. by myself. Yeah. yeah. So I've had to but I've had to develop that. I developed that in prison, right? Like yeah. really being okay with being alone. Yeah. You know, but then but I also like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I have a little bit about I feel like I feel like you you would always want to be with people because yeah, I love people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got bad FOMO. He doesn't want to miss out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like they're having fun over there. How about yeah, I go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are y'all laughing about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know one of our core values is we laugh hard and often. <laughs> Think about it. At the core of our church, we laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's frustrating when people this is how they laugh they say oh that's funny yeah, yeah no totally that's totally, you laughing totally. well if it's funny then laugh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell us um when and where they can get the book uh so that they can also you know enjoy this this great yeah, you want to hold that yeah 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 i've never done this before yeah you're right? sitting yeah, to the camera which right one am i looking at that one right there right there I, I know the, you guys can't see the the, the middle one i know you guys no, can't see that other one. Oh, right. that one okay it, go ahead you know for those of you that can't see this is the sweetest studio i've ever been in in my life 
but you can just uh, you can get it at Target, you can get it at, at uh, Walmart and Barnes and Noble and all that awesome. stuff. But the easiest place is just go to Amazon. Amazon, yeah. perfect. Your divine invitation, Frankie Massapeka. Thank go you, get Pastor it. Frankie. Juan Martinez from This Is Real, and I'm Stephanie Rave, and we're so glad you joined us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and turn on your notification bell so you get notified every single time we have a new episode. And don't forget, in Houston, Texas, on 100.7 FM, every single Saturday night, we're on the airwaves from 6.30 to 7.30, man, with real people, real problems, real solutions. The show is rocking. Amen. But not only that, not only is the show rocking, we're also reaching 53 cities, 51 state and county jails and prisons, and what we're doing is we're bringing the word to them, we're bringing them some laughter and some good times and some fire. Amen. And so uh, for that, we need some partners. So if you want to partner with us, please click on the link below. And don't forget to follow us on social media, hashtag this is real or on any other platforms, Pastor Juan Martinez. Hey, that's a wrap. Peace.